Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Today it is just going to be me, we have no Colin. Uh, Billy has not called back in yet, unfortunately. I know get everyone gets a little busy sometimes, so that's alright. Hopefully you guys call in on the Anchor Mobile app. But anyway, uh, I think today might be a little bit of a short episode. I'm running a little low on time, but uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe it won't be that short. Uh, not really sure. We'll see how it goes. But I'm just going to kind of quickly recap every uh, NHL series because round two starts tonight. Uh, and we're just going to kind of recap every round one. Then I'm going to go over a little bit of the NFL draft because the NFL draft is tonight. I mostly went over my thoughts on every prospect yesterday. I already did a mock draft video a while ago and I just didn't get to making another one. Plus, not a ton would have changed. Um, so I'm just going to go over some of the news and kind of things I expect Um some of the news, newer news, there's been a lot of breaking news uh, kind of coming out here and there. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, we'll get into all of that. But first, we'll start with uh, recapping the NHL first round, so let's get to that. All right, so usually there's a lot of upsets in the NHL playoffs, but this year there was just a ton. There's more than there usually is, especially you know, we had that first round. It was a very good first round uh, with a lot of upsets. So first we'll start with probably the biggest upset, the Lightning getting swept by the Blue Jackets. Who thought the Blue Jackets would win? Crickets. No one did. I thought the Blue Jackets could give the Lightning like a five, six game series, like a little bit of a run from around. You're like, ooh. But then the Lightning would win. Um, and that's just, just um, not how it went. It was a sweep. No one picked the Blue Jackets to win. Never mind sweep. I knew the Blue Jackets team was going to be much upgraded, but they just dominated this series. Uh, Duchesne, I told you I said the biggest reason was the Matt Duchesne trade. Uh, wasn't the guy other guy that the trade for Zaboral or something, it's something along that. I don't really know a lot about him, but I know a lot about Duchesne. He's like that key factor. He's so good in that series. And the thing that scares me about this Bruins-Blue Jackets series is the Blue Jackets are kind of riding high. Like, they just showed they could sweep the lightning. And you just finished your series. They've had a lot of rest. And in the hockey, you know, fatigue is really a big thing. We talked about in the NHL, really every sport, but hockey really is a tiring sport. So they have much more rest than you do. And uh, that has to, has to scare you, uh, especially the way they played. So it's going to be a good series. Uh, I hope and think the Bruins will win, though. Um, so then we have the Islanders and Penguin series. Um, go to that one next. Um, the series, sorry, just stumbled there a little. All right, this series, I thought the Penguins would win seven. I just really wasn't a huge believer of this Islanders team, nor was I of the Penguins. But the Penguins had much more uh, playoff experience, and despite the Islanders having a little bit better of a regular season, I thought the Penguins will win this in seven. It'll be a good series, well fought, but I just don't be- really believe in this Islanders team without John Tavares. Just kind of kind of inexperienced, like, you know, kind of came out of the blue a little, uh, I think. And the Penguins are so experienced and always kind of deliver a good run in the playoffs, usually. So I was a little surprised that they got swept, but a lot of upsets happened. And uh, I don't know how you predict this. If you predict the perfect bracket, even just for this first round, I'm shocked. Uh, I give you I give you a lot of credit there, for sure. Uh, the next series was the Jets and the Blues. Um, this series, uh, the Blues won, which was one of those few predictions that I got, right? Uh, the Blues won the series 4-2, uh, to two, and I was very happy because I just didn't believe in the Jets. The Jets 
I, I believed in their talent, but they were just really struggling coming into the playoffs and just couldn't click as a team. Uh, on the other hand, the Blues, I don't really believe them. They will go too far, uh, but they can make it to the Western Conference Finals for sure. Their next opponent is Colorado. Uh, sorry, not Colorado. Dallas. I thought that was, someone, that was San Jose. Um but no, I thought the Blues were playing good hockey. Uh, coming into the playoffs, Jets weren't. Blues were clicking. Jets weren't. I had the Blues, and I'm glad I picked them because they won. Um, the next series we'll go over is Boston and Toronto. Uh, that sounded so Boston and Toronto. I'm sorry. Moving on. Um, this was a great series. Obviously, it's the one I know the most about. I watched the series. I'm a Bruins fan. Four to three was a great, great series. Where does this put Mike Babcock now? I've asked these questions. We really got into detail on the series and none of the other ones. So I'm going to kind of skim through this one because we've already talked about it. But where does this put Mike Babcock in this Maple Leafs team? They're still young. I think they need to bolster up the defense. Uh, really, that's the number one priority. Figure out what to do with Mike Babcock and also the goaltending. I, Frederick Anderson played well in the playoffs, especially early, but is he really a great goaltender? Eh, he's average. But really, bolster up the defense. I think he'll be all right. That should be the number one priority. And figure, I mean, Mike Babcock has to be someone I'm on a hot seat. I don't think he'll get fired, but you got to think about that. But a great series for sure. Um, the next series we're going to go over is Calgary and Colorado. Um, I was shocked this series ended the way it did. Um, here's why. Oh, let me find it. Um, for the fact that I thought the Avalanche were horrible. I, I honestly did. I'm not even going to lie and sit here and say, I picked the Flames. The Flames came out and won that first game for nothing. And I said, well, look, I knew the Flames weren't going to go too far due to their goaltending problem, but they were a good team. And I just believed they, they, they'd be all right. They lost game two. And I was like, oof, but no, don't look. They'll uh they'll respond, but then all of a sudden they lost game two, and then we lost game three, game four. Colorado came back just out of nowhere, and I was mad because I picked the Flames when I no trust in that Avalanche team at all. I thought they were a worse team in the playoffs, and I know every team has a good shot, a good bid, but I just did not believe in the Avalanche. I wasn't a huge believer in the Flames, but I thought they were going to get to the Western Conference Finals. I thought, you know what, the goaltending. With that goaltending, you're not going to win a cup, but they can make it to the Western Conference Finals. I had confidence, but uh, boy was I, uh, boy was I wrong because they uh, lost four to one to I thought was the worst team in the playoffs, and I'll be surprised if they beat San, San Jose. All right, the next series we'll be talking about is Washington and Carolina. I told you the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, and Blues were three teams that were really being slept on, and the Stars, but. Yeah, I didn't really consider them, so I can't really say, but they were kind of that runner-up for the top three. Uh, but Carolina, I said, they're going to – it's probably be a six-game series. I, I, Carolina's a little young, not great goaltending, but I thought they could have gave, like, the Blue Jackets just a run for their opponent's money. Not win the series, but they did. And Carolina came back from 3-2. I thought, you know, at that point I picked the Capitals. I said, you know what, going into game six uh, – ha- sorry, game six – I picked the Capitals to win the series, and the Hurricanes win Game Six. So Vetchkin, you know, gets ejected. Then Game Seven, Hurricanes win. Uh, that was a very, uh, very good series. Um, 
and looking at it, the Hurricanes, um, how did, um, sorry, I'm trying to find, um, Peter Morazic, uh, is their goaltender, um, I don't know, <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was double overtime, I was just making sure, so I was about to say single overtime, but it did go to double overtime, I just wanted to check, sorry, Stumbling there. I'm just gonna stop talking about that. All right, but four to three win. Um, Peter Morazic honestly was actually pretty good in the series. I thought. Uh, but double overtime. I thought it was one overtime. That's why I was checking and just paused for a minute because I just wanted to make sure I had that right. But yeah, double overtime. Uh, the Hurricanes definitely surprised most people. I thought like the Blue Jackets, they would just give their opponent a run for their money, surprise a few people, and then just get knocked out. But they won. Uh, which uh, is nice to see as a Bruins fan. Uh, the fact that there's a chance that we can face them, I definitely feel comfortable against them. But you never know in the hockey play, like in the in the NHL playoffs. Uh, you just never know what's gonna happen. To be honest, uh, anything can happen. All right, moving on. Now we got two series left to uh, discuss. We have San Jose and Vegas. This was a great series as well. Uh, this one was overtime. Uh, San Jose won. San Jose won. And um, my friend, he's a um, Vegas Golden Knights fan. No, he's not a bandwagon. So basically, uh, he was a fan right from the start. Here, there was an expansion team, and he is also a Bruins fan. But he's like, he he got bought a Golden Knight shirt before their first season even started, and they won on a playoff run. And he was just like, oh my god, I didn't expect this. So he's not a bandwagon. Uh, but the the Golden Knights kind of choked. They were up three two in that series. Um, and I mean, they were actually up three one at one point. Yeah, they were up 3-1. That's a big – that's a choke. I'm sorry. Uh, and then to think that they could have taken that game six. They could have made that a 4-2 series and said double overtime, the Sharks win. And all of a sudden now game seven, the Sharks win in overtime. Uh, the Golden Knights, I, I do like them. I think they could, they're, you know, they're young, energetic. I like Marc-Andre Fleury. He's a good goalie, I think. Uh, Mark Stone, that addition, if they can – then I'm pretty sure they extended his contract, so that's nice. Uh, the, I, I I think that Vegas Knights team will be here for the next few years for sure. Uh, just keep making additions, you know. Just keep adding to that young roster. You'll be fine. The Sharks, though, that's a good team. Um, and I think they could really make a run for the Cup uh, for sure. I believe in the uh, San Jose Sharks. Probably the most in the West. And then last series, we have Nashville and Dallas. This is a series that no one is talking about. I'd say if there's one series that has not been talked about enough, it's this one. The fact that the Stars beat the Predators. Now, I wasn't counting the Stars out of this one. Uh, they beat them 4-2. to two. Uh, They won that game 6 in overtime, 2-1. to one. Um, But the Stars were a team that were definitely being slept on. I looked at them as a little bit of a threat to the Predators, but the Predators just always deliver come playoff time. And I thought they were going to the uh, Stanley Cup with the Lightning. And both of them are out. Um, I need to do a second uh, chance bracket. I don't know if I'll get to it, though. Uh, But, I mean... (laughs) The Stars, they're just, they surprised me. I didn't think they'd even make the playoffs. They did, and now they're beating the Predators. I definitely looked at them as a little bit of a uh, sleeper team. They were uh, definitely being slept on. And um, I looked at them as a little bit of a threat, but the Predators, I thought, had a good chance to win the series. I wasn't counting the Stars out, but I thought Predators, I don't really like the Predators, but I just thought they've consistently shown up. They've won a cup as the eight seed. 
So, you know what they can they can do it. No, nope, I was wrong. There's a lot of upsets so far. So uh let's see if game uh the second round, third round, fourth round, everything, if it's as good as this first round was, uh that it's gonna be a big win for the NHL and us fans. It was just very entertaining first round, enjoyable to watch, all the upsets. Uh hopefully the Bruins go all the way and win the cup. That'll be great. If them and the Celtics win, all four Boston teams winning same year, like that just if that happens, Boston is officially the greatest sport. I think they are the greatest sports city because people – I'll quickly bring this debate up. But I believe the yet New York had like um, – I don't know how it was, but New York has like 10, 15 more – I don't know it off the top of my head, but like 10, 15 more championships than Boston sports. And the people are like, yeah. And I was just like, well, it, out of your big four sports teams, so hockey, baseball, basketball, football. And I said, yeah. They have like 10 or 15 more, but they have eight teams. We have four. So if you divide them in two per team, we have much more than they do. We are the greatest sports city is Boston. You can make an argument for v- La- uh, LA, I guess. I don't think they are, though. Uh, you know, the Lakers. But no, the Cel- the Boston sports is the best. You know, the Yankees, uh, not the Yankees, New York has the most uh, titles all time, but we are the best sports city. Uh the numbers as average, they've doubled the amount of teams as us. But if you divide it per team, uh, we got that. Uh, I think we are. And I think most people do think in general. Uh, a few New Yorkers, yeah, may say. But overall, I think if you were to take a poll uh, for unbiased people, um, they'd pick Boston. But just my opinion. Um, moving on now, I already told you, I already talked a lot about the draft and I thought on a lot of prospects. So there's been a little bit of news being leaked. I'm going to, um, make my official pick for the first overall pick, which I kind of did yesterday, but if you didn't hear that podcast, go listen to it. But if you didn't, I'll just tell you who I picked. And now will it be Kyler Murray lately? They've been saying it's not going to be, but I'll share my pick with you, uh, coming up now. Okay. So as I just told you, I'm going to, um, Kind of talk about some news that I didn't get to yesterday that I've been hearing of late. Uh, but first, I'm going to make my official first overall pick. I think the Cardinals will pick Kyler Murray. I don't think it's the right pick. I say I said it time and time and time again, so I'm sorry if I keep repeating myself, but I have to get the point down. And if you're a new listener, you'll know um, what I'm talking about. But they should stick it out with Josh Rosen. They should have hired Matt LaFleur. Rather not Cliff Kingsbury. Even if you can't get LaFleur, sign somebody else. Not Cliff Kingsbury. Please, I hate that guy. Stick it out with Josh Rosen. He had no help last year. He had an all right running back, a very, very thin receiving core, and no um, offensive line at all. And he had a solid defense, plus no coach for his first year. I believe he is still a uh, first-round talent. He still has the potential. Uh, but I don't think they should pick Kyler Murray. I think they should go with Quinton Williams or Nick Bosa. But I think they will pick Kyler Murray. Uh, I kind of hate on Kyler Murray a little bit, but I wouldn't be shocked if he succeeds, but kind of what at the same time. All right, so here's some news that I've been hearing of late. Uh, one is Ed Oliver storming up draft boards. Uh, don't be surprised if he goes in the top four to seven range. He will not pass nine. So... I actually kind of buy this. I think I think he, there's a potential he could pass nine. I love Ed Oliver. If you, don't get me wrong. Like, if he's the third pick, I'll be surprised. But, like, four through seven, I think there's a good chance he does get picked then. But um, I think he could pass nine, get picked, like, 
as late as 12. I, I think in my mock draft I had him. That would be ridiculous. You'd steal him. But I just think he's one of those guys that will just kind of fall. Like, you know, we have a bigger need. and You know, we have a bigger need. We're just going to kind of hear that. And then another team, we have a bigger need. Um, just all these teams saying that, you know, you got teams like the Lions kind of at 8. And, uh, sorry, the Jaguars at 7. Lions at eight, Bills at nine. Those three teams just feel like they're going to kind of go more offensive. Um, so I'm just not sure. Uh, but I think Oliver's definitely – I don't know if he's worth the fourth, third pick, but he's definitely going to be very good. So I could see him passing nine, but uh, I don't think he should. But I could see him passing nine. All right, then Darnell Savage is storming up draft boards. I expect him to go 20 through 32 uh, I wouldn't actually be shocked if this happens. I'm not like a, I don't know a ton about Darnell Savage, but I know he, I didn't have him in my last mock draft that I did April 1st. So, you know, whatever. It's April 1st. But I know I did not have him going in the first round for sure. But he's storming up draft boards. I actually wouldn't be shocked if he gets picked in the first round at all, though. Uh, this news doesn't really surprise me. Uh, same with Rockyson around 20 to 32. And don't be shocked if he goes before Greedy Williams or Byron Murphy. This would surprise me. Don't do that. Rockyson's okay. Like, I, I think he's fine. But didn't he go to, like, Temple or something? Like, I'm not even, like, sure. I definitely take Byron Murphy or Greedy Williams over Rockyson or DeAndre Baker. I think he's the fourth best corner. Like, I think the guy could succeed, but I just don't know a lot about him. And I'm not sure. I'm just not sure on him. Um... My, uh, okay. Um, let's look at something else. Eagles are heavily linked to Chris Lindstrom. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so if you guys want to send that, uh, actually, I'll look that up after. Because uh, that's just one. I don't know all of the players. I've kind of been a little too hooked on the N M NBA. Uh, again, I told you, like, NFL is probably my favorite sport to watch, but I'm not the best with the offseason. Like, I know enough, but I don't know every single player. There's just too many players in the NFL draft. Know them all. Uh, Bengals are heavily linked to Jonah Williams. I told you yesterday, I think I don't, I think Jawan Taylor's better than maybe even Andre Dillard, but Jonah Williams could go anywhere from the seventh pick to the Jaguars to late first rounder. Uh, I'm not even shocked the Bengals have desperate needs on the offensive line. So Jonah Williams, I don't blame them if they want that. Um, Jaguars want an outside tackle. I can see them trading back. Uh, so there's a possibility, not I, but the, the possibility they trade back. I would not be surprised, but I think they're just going to pick an outside tackle at number seven and not risk not getting their guy. I mean, if they if they really feel like, you know what, we have a few guys on our draft board who are uh, comfortable picking. So let's say, let's just say this. They're like, we'll take Jawan Taylor, uh, Cody Ford, or um Jonah Williams we'll take one of the three we're not interested in Andre Dillard today but we're interested in one of those three we had the seventh pick let's just trade down to like number 23 and we'll still get one of those three guys because we don't care which one it is so let's just get something for that seventh pick if we're gonna if we can if let's say you know we want one of those three guys why pick them at number seven we can trade down get some more picks and just pick them at 23 so I could definitely see that if they're interested in multiple offensive out outside tackles um so also, some more news. Uh, one more. I'm going to go over a little bit more news, but um, the Jets are looking to trade back, but they could very well could just go Quinn and Williams. Uh, okay, I mean, I, I believe they are looking to trade back. They've obviously shown they like to trade. Last year they made that trade with the Colts and probably want to get some picks back. Uh, 
I definitely think Quinton Williams is a safe, safe pick. Um, I think him and or Josh Allen, they'll probably pick at number three. I pick Quinton Williams. I think he's better, but Josh Allen, uh, you know, edge rusher or an interior lineman, I usually take the edge rusher. And it's I like Josh Allen a lot, but I gotta go with Quinton Williams. He might be the best player in this draft. I think he's second right behind Bosa. So Quinton Williams is better. But you know, and they have CJ Mosley, so they got the pass rush. Just get some interior beast. Um but um, the next news I want to get to, the last news that we're going to talk about today, um, the fact that apparently the um, Giants may be linked to picking at number six overall Daniel Jones. Now, at this point, I don't know what Dave Gentleman or the Giants are going to do with that number six pick or their number, what, 17 pick. I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard multiple reports that they're going for Dwayne Haskins and not going for Dwayne Haskins. I've had people telling me they're going for Dwayne Haskins. I've had people telling me they're not going to go for Dwayne Haskins. And now I'm hearing reports that they are interested in Daniel Jones at the sixth pick. Uh, the guy at a Duke. I absolutely hate that pick. Uh, he's a fourth, fourth best quarterback. And at that point, at that point, Kyler's probably going to be gone. Okay. So assuming at that four, sixth pick, you never know what's going to happen in the NFL draft. Trades can happen, whatnot. You know, the Redskins could trade up, something like that. I had that happening in my mock draft, but they're pro- you're probably going to have Dwayne Haskins or even Drew Locke. You're going to pick Daniel Jones. Personally, I don't think Drew Locke would be a fit there. So if Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray are gone, you trade down or you take um, someone that's available there. Uh, guys that could be available there could be, I think Devin White will go number five. So I'd probably say guys that could be available. Dwayne Haskins is gone by then. There's a possibility Josh Allen would be on the board. Slight possibility Quinn Williams. You could pick Ed Oliver. Uh, you could try to kind of go for TJ Hawkins. Said I wouldn't really like that pick or trade down. You're gonna have multiple options. But if Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray is not on the board, don't take Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. And I told you I'm okay with Drew Locke, but I just don't think he'd be a good fit there. Daniel Jones is an all right fit, but he's not a good. I don't like Drew, Daniel Jones. I don't think he'll succeed. Don't pick him with the six pick. I don't think he's worth the first. I really don't. Quarterbacks are overvalued because you know if you have a you know there's there's only so many can really do it, so they kind of get overvalued. Daniel Jones is really worth like a third, I'd say early third. He's not that good. You know, he's going to probably get picked in the first or second, early second round. I don't know where he's going to go, but he's his value is really like a third round pick. True value. So I've heard that report. I've also heard the one more report. I think I went over this yesterday, but I can't really remember. This report just sounds so fake to me. The Seahawks are interested in training Russell Wilson for the first overall pick to the Cardinals. Pfft, what? 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 Do you, no, stop. Stop. Stop talking to me. No, that's not happening. It doesn't really make sense for either team. I mean, it doesn't really make sense for the Cardinals. They'd want to go for someone who's not really in their prime, someone who's young, like Kyler Murray, or they go for Nick Bosa, Quinn, and Williams. And for the Seahawks, Russell, why why would you just trade? No, you get the point. I don't even explain how stupid and dumbfounded that sounds. Um, But, yeah, that's me uh, talking about the NFL draft. I'm very excited for tonight. I believe it kicks off at 8 but I might, eight Eastern time, but I might be wrong. Uh, hopefully I can catch the draft tonight. Very excited. We're going to review the first round tomorrow. 
very highly. Uh, I highly probably going to do that unless I just can't do a podcast or something. But if I do, there's a 99.99% chance we will be recapping the first round. Some exciting news just going over every pick. Uh, that'll be very fun and whatnot. I'll probably go over the Bruins' first game, maybe some Red Sox. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please call in on the Anchor Mobile app. Again, get the Anchor Mobile app. Type in after the buzzer sports talk. Send in a voice message. <laughs> I hate repeating myself. Just please call in. Uh, it would be a good time. It's a useful tool. Uh, you guys can call in and ask me questions, be a part of the show. It's really cool. You guys should try it out and give it a chance uh, and whatnot. Uh, hopefully Billy calls back or even Charles. I don't even care. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.